if I'm gonna do this, I'm doing it the best. Like I'm extreme, either it's not done or it's the best possible. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you wanna live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. All right, and welcome back to another episode of The Right Club Podcast. How's it going, Sarah? Awesome, awesome, no complaints. I am currently actively looking for a three to four plex property and there are some uh, some good options out there under market or off market that I'm finding. So yeah, what about you? Very cool, yeah, I'm actually, as we're speaking, I'm actually in the nation's capital. If you can see, I'm in the hotel room here, I'm in Ottawa. There was a really, really cool conference. It was the Ottawa Real Estate Investors Conference. Tony Miller, one of the big realtors out here, put on the conference. Got to meet over 150 people yesterday in the room. It was really cool buzz, learning lots of stuff. Really good speakers. So yeah, actively going out there, meeting more people, networking, you know, doing what we're saying, saying what we're doing. That's that was the thing. So a really good time. But yeah, I'm really excited about this podcast and Right Club Nation. You should be too. We had Alex Cormanis on and we had a really great conversation. He's really, really smart guy, philosophy background, really a unique kind of guy. I've known him for a while. We took the same type of training and education. And I said to him that, you know, we are you know, similar in a lot of ways, or we want to have fun, we want to enjoy it. It's not necessarily about the real estate. So yeah, it was a really good conversation with Alex. And you guys both did something and took action after that course. So I want to say that is a differentiator in a lot of people that take courses and don't go through with it afterwards. They go back to their regular day-to-day and never take action. So congrats to you and Alex for taking the course and then applying what you've learned, whether it was potentially not enough information or, you're, I mean, you're going to learn as much, so much more doing it and getting your hands dirty. But great on both of you for, for going ahead, taking the course and taking action. And you're a big proponent of that too, Sarah. Here's the example. This podcast, I've taken the action. We talked about it. had a few strategy calls and conversations about it, how we're going to do it. And boom, we took the action, right? And, and hopefully we're learning and we're growing as we're doing this podcast. We want to hear from you, the Right Club Nation, what you want to hear on the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, what you like, what you don't like. We want to hear from you. So rate, review, reach out. The kids these days, get at us. Get at us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So so Alex is a wholesaler. He's a flipper. He always comes out to the events and he is the one with the name tag upside down. So very clever networking strategy that we talk about that he's doing. And I think it's really cool to have different people doing different types of strategies and flipping and wholesaling. And that's what he does full time. So it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah. And he's a really good guy, all about helping people and bringing value really, really aligns with what the right club and types of people that in the rooms that we attract and that we bring together. So really think you're going to enjoy this podcast guys. So let's get to it. Okay. All right. Welcome to the show, Alex Cormanis. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thank you for joining Sarah and I on the podcast. We're really excited to have you on. Oh, you know what? I have to say, I am truly honored to be on the show. The reason is, is the, is the caliber of guests that you bring on the show. You had like Dave Dubow, you've had Daniel Chase on, you've had Don Campbell. And to think that I'm kind of welcome among that crowd to share what information I've got, it, it is an honor. And, and I love what you guys are doing, by the way, because we'll probably get into it a little bit later, but I spent 
like $15,000 literally of, of cash that I worked hard for to get the kind of information that you guys are giving away for free and it's Canadian content. So awesome. I really appreciate it. We're glad to have you on the show. So this podcast, the Right Club podcast, is really trying to showcase the community of real estate investors that are actively investing in real estate. And so we're excited to have you on board. And we've got a a series of questions that we do want to ask you. But before we get started, can you give us a little bit of background on who you are and your strategy? Sure. So my name is Alex Cormanis. I'm a kid from Scarborough, which has its advantages and disadvantages, obviously. Actually, my story is kind of interesting. So I think for a lot, of, a lot of investors that you talk with or that you interview, I mean, everybody comes from all different stripes, but there's some sort of story there about how they got into the mechanics of what it is to be an investor somewhere along the line. I have none of that. I, I, I was a bartender a couple of years ago even, and I got started in real estate about six years ago. At the time, I finished university. I had $20,000 saved and I'm thinking like, man, obviously I know what I'm doing with money, but I don't know what to do with it. Like with all this education, what's next? Like a career? Right. I don't want to do that. It's craziness. So the way I got started was I, I got one of those. It was like, I think a pop-up or something like that. It showed like Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, yeah, I, I've heard that, but I don't know what this crap mm-hmm. is. It sounds like a scam, whatever. So I go to the free weekend, which turns into a much more expensive weekend. And mm-hmm. when I went, I was like, man, this is making a whole lot of sense. There's so many people in the room with arms crossed. I saw like realtors in the room, like self-proclaimed, like, hey, I'm a realtor. This is bogus. And I was like, that tells me that they're probably onto something because you look miserable and broke. So if you don't <laughs> think this is right, I think, I think I, I see the picture here. So anyway, long story short, I spent $15,000. I partnered with a friend to take the Rich Dad, Poor Dad Guru course. And months later, I bought my first investment property, which was a bungalow. And this was in 2013. So this was like a heated Toronto market. And the way I got into it was because I, I had the 20K saved when I finished school, but I put that all in these courses, right? So for the next, I think, eight months, I was working like crazy as a bartender doing seven days a week, double shifts, close, opens, all that kind of stuff. And I found a property and it, it was pretty straightforward. It was a solid bungalow in Scarborough and it was already situated as a two unit. So we, we bought it. I borrowed 100% of it. My mom had a line of credit because she had a ton of equity in her Scarborough property. So I managed to convince her to, to give that to me and I secured it against a property and I think the cash that my wife and I had went towards the closing costs and the renovation costs that even though I didn't know anything about real estate, like literally I, I took these course, one course, there was four and I didn't have any construction background, anything like that. All I had was a friend of mine who I'm like, he changed my life. It was, it was a guy named Andre West. He's a good friend of mine today still. And he had a business doing high-end homes and he was caring for them, repairing them, that kind of stuff. So he, he made me see that it was possible to kind of create the life that you wanted on your terms because my parents tried their best, but they didn't have that kind of example for me and he was. So he kind of was there to guide me along, but I just learned how to renovate things by trial and error pretty much. I didn't even really go on YouTube or anything. I just kind of, well, for some things that were complicated, but I just try to figure it out. Hopefully that, or luckily the house didn't fall apart. So we really <laughs> Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And I think, I, if I'm mistaken, me if I'm wrong, Alex, I think that's where we had originally met. I had taken the that's same right. classes around the same time. We were, they, they, had, they were doing alumni events and different classes and courses, and we were in those same rooms. And I know exactly right. where you're coming from, the more expensive weekend. From my personal stories, I, I think it was well worth it. So yeah. what was, what's yeah. your take on it? Obviously, you took action You shortly after the courses. For me, it took a little bit longer. But yeah. So those people out there that 
you know, maybe give them some advice of when they're starting off new and not knowing too much information, where to go. And they hear all these now. There's so many of them, different gurus and classes. Yeah. What was it that, was it that, that resided with you or, or stuck with you to make you go ahead and spend that, that significant amount of money and then take that action? That's a really great question, a really important one, and I want to do it justice. I have a habit of over explaining things because I'm a philosophy major. So I dig really deep in things and a little verbose sometimes. So I'll try my best. What enabled me to do it? So first of all, the reason I did it was I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm doing it the best. Like I'm extreme. Either it's not done or it's the best possible. And usually don't have time to do either. Like you can only really get in the middle, but I try for the best. So when I took those courses, I was thinking, well, obviously Robert Kiyosaki is like the name in real estate. He's a real estate guru. So if I'm going to learn, I'm going to, pay for that and get the best. And my experience, so back then, I didn't know what I know now. Like now, and Sarah Larby, you weren't around, right, at the time. So now that you've got the podcast and there's other podcasts like Bigger Pockets is a famous one, but it's American content. There's so much information now and so many groups. I don't know knowing now that I would have done the same thing. I'm glad I did because the 15K, here's what I did with it. I'm a little bit different. So after I, I bought that property, you were able to write off the 15,000 because it's a personal development. It's an expense, right? So I wrote off that expense by buying a property right away. And then I used that material like a few years later to create the online courses that I did. So I was able to write off the $15,000. The education allowed me to buy a property. And then I actually used that education to teach students to produce a passive income. That's so, amazing. Yeah, thank you. It, it totally, like, life just has a way of having that happen. It's not like I'm a genius. It just kind of came up. Like, I had a buddy who's shooting video and editing video, and he knows about these courses, and he called me up and said, dude, you should get on this. And I thought, that's a great idea. So that was going to be a question I wanted to ask you later on, but since you brought it up, let's, let's cover it right now. So I think you are, I mean, I know you are the person that got me interested in actually putting courses on Udemy. And I was looking at your Udemy profile and you've got three courses and 11,000 students that have taken yeah. the course. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And second awesome. of all, I'm actually just curious, like how, how do you go about doing something like that? There's probably a lot of listeners out there that have a lot of knowledge and want to share it. And Udemy could be a great tool for them. So can we know about that a little bit more? Sure. So do you, do you want me to talk about them using it as teachers or as students? Okay. Let's do a little bit of both. Okay. So it's certainly a wonderful avenue. You should exploit the internet because it's something that's working 24 hours a day. You got a ton of leverage. It's all over. It reaches everybody all over the world. So if you have a bit of an interest in some, in, in some kind of thing that you're specialized in and you can talk about it a little bit, you don't even have to really, I, I can't teach. Believe me, I confuse people more than I educate them. So somehow, whatever, we put this thing together and it's been clicking with people. They've been liking it. So get on there, definitely do a course. All you have to do is just talk about something specific and bring value to your audience and talk for two hours or six hours or whatever length you want and just throw it up there and it runs automatically and you just get paid every month. As a student, there's a ton of information. So, so here's the caveat too, actually, is anybody really can be a teacher on Udemy. It's kind of a platform where it's, it's almost democratic. Like if people don't like you, your, your popularity is going to go down, you're going to get ratings and you're eventually going to fade away. But if the people do like you, they vote you up and then you stay up there and, and it, it, it's likely that you've got good information. So look for the best courses if you're on Udemy, the ones that are at least four and a half stars and up uh, and I have a lot of people who watched it. Don't just buy cheap stuff. I mean, that, that's a whole other subject about the cost of education. Actually, I don't even know if I, did I address that question? Okay, so was it worth doing those courses? Yes. Do I recommend it? Not necessarily, because now we have some information. So 
that I think that answers well, that. Absolutely, yeah. Times change, right? It's been a while, and with technology and yeah. it's changing so rapidly. Yeah. Look at that. And Sarah just recently showed me this whole Udemy platform, and mm. it was it blew my mind. I was like, oh my yeah. god, look at this! And like you said, yeah, there is that cheap stuff. You know, you get what you pay for. You you have to do your research. You have to go through it. You don't just click on the first one you see. That's um, right. But yeah, there is. There's so many options, and there's so many different ways to get that information now. But yeah, so you're right. That That's a great spin on it. Because I always say I would do the same thing, not knowing about Udemy and all that info. There's there's a lot of great info. You got to be careful where it's coming from. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to make sure that that person has some credibility and do a little bit of research about them. Make sure that they do have a website with some information on it prior to doing it. But even for me, I was taking a course on social media and Instagram. I'm like, it's 18 bucks or it's 14 bucks or whatever. It's totally worth it. It's awesome. Cool. So Alex, what does your real estate portfolio look like? I mean, you talked to us a little bit about how you got started and throughout the years, like what have you done so far? So it's kind of a long roundabout thing. I mean, I've been in real estate for six years, but I was bartending for like, I guess a little over four years in that time. So I wasn't I was trying to put deals together. I mean, here's the other thing, again, now addressing this question about the, the guru courses, it was very difficult to make what I learned in the guru courses work in uh, markets near the GTA. Not impossible, just very tough. So for the longest time I was like, should I invest in Sudbury? Because that's where the numbers work. Or what about Windsor? Or what about Chatham, Owen Sound? It's like, these are markets where, yeah, you can get your like 10, 12 caps or whatever, but there's the other side of the real estate investment thing that they don't talk about in the guru courses. They're just strictly cash flow and getting over leveraged. It's like, but what about your headaches? Like, what about <laughs> on paper, this is what they're paying every month, but try and collect. Like they're only paying like eight months out of the year and you got constant turnover. And like, how are you going to manage that? You don't have any reliable contractors over there. It's not, there's not enough business for them to be bothered with you. Right? So there's all these other things. So for like the longest time, I was in different markets trying different strategies. I was going for rent to own. Actually, Alfonso, I, I assigned a rent. To, this is kind of funny. I assigned a rent to own client to Alfonso. It wasn't even a deal. Like I had a, a buyer and they wanted to buy a property in an area that I, I just, it wouldn't work for my portfolio. So I, I handed it over to Alfonso and uh, he paid me very handsomely. And I think it turned up being a good deal. Do you remember the one? It was oh, a while back now. We're, we've gotten a few of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? But the, yeah, but, but that's a great thing too about not only okay, the actual content and the courses and what you're learning, but the network of people, right? We would have never met if yeah. it wasn't for those classes or courses. We would have never done that deal. We would have never helped the family, right? So there's also benefits, you know, to both, right? The technology available, but the network, but yeah, there's definitely a lot out there. So yeah, sorry, continue on. So, so yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I, again, I, I'm rambling again. I didn't answer even the question. So my portfolio right now is just one holding. I have a duplex in Barrie. I sold everything else. I had a property in Scarborough that was my first duplex. I, I flirted with the property in Sudbury for a bit, but got out very quickly because it was one of those things like when I bought, I was like, I bought it and I'm like, I don't feel right about this. This doesn't make sense. It's a triplex and it's like six hours away and it's a, like C, C, C minus area. And I just got out of it. So what I was doing with the, the Rich Dad stuff was I was trying to make those numbers work and I was trying to figure out how this investment thing, how to do it. And uh, I wanted to kind of get into this a little bit later, but this is the philosophical side of investing is you got to custom make your investment to you, to what makes sense for you, to what you want to do, to how far you're willing to, to go for things. Because the reality is you can create what kind of, whatever kind of life you want. It's, it's in your mind. 
So you got to make a decision about that. And at the time, I didn't know that. I was just chasing cash flow and chasing over leveraged deals and VTB. Uh, all that stuff was just a nightmare for me because it, what, it wasn't making any sense. It made me very uncomfortable. So for a long time, I was just trying to get stuff under contract and assigning stuff here or there. But the bulk of what I do now is assignments and flips. So I don't have holdings. What I wanted to do originally was get a bunch of like cheap cash flowing properties. So for instance, there's John Kepler and Alicia Gillespie. Those guys are super, super cool. I met them at OREC, which was the London, Ontario real estate conference. And I met them and I told them, you know what? You guys were worth the drive because I was looking for someone like them. These guys are experts in their market. They, they're well-connected and it's a small town. So there's really only going to be like one or two main investors in that town. And they're like behind the main guy, I think they said. So I wanted to know them because I wanted to find a deal get into a contract, bring cash and just hand it over to them and have them manage it for me so I can get cash flow, but not have to deal with all the headache. Right. And I'm happy to share money. It doesn't really, it's about getting more volume. It's not about squeezing everything out of every deal. So I wanted to do that. Then I thought I still may do that, but I thought what I really want to do is invest in Toronto. So looking for all these deals, trying to get stuff under contracts, I began to realize what I really want to do is just do a bunch of wholesales, a bunch of flips, build up a mega amount of cash and start buying properties like one or two a year in Toronto and convert them from single family home to multifamily home and just hold on to them. That's my strategy right now. I think okay. I may also pick up a couple of cash flowing properties. So I don't really have too many holdings right now. I've sold everything in order to reinvest into flips and, and assignments and build up a lot of capital. Okay, so you flip and you wholesale essentially. That's right. Okay, awesome, awesome. So I know that you've told us in the past that you don't really consider yourself to be a real estate investor. Yeah. So what do you mean by that exactly? Because to me, it sounds like you're wholesaling, you're flipping, you've got a few different things on the go. And so what do you mean? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't. So obviously I function as if I'm a real estate investor. Like I'm, I'm wholesaling, I'm flipping, I'm looking for properties to hold. I, I know the language, I know how to analyze and all that kind of good stuff. Effectively, my behavior would suggest that I am a real estate investor. Mentally, I'm not. And I think this is really important because I felt kind of, Man, this is just such a, like, it's such a spiritual journey going through entrepreneurship and real estate investment. And I'm not really a spiritual guy, but like, I was always money focused, like bottom line oriented, but it, it doesn't work that way. And you kind of discover all this kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, what was the question again? I've already lost myself. In my <laughs> Why do you not consider yourself a real estate investor? Yeah. So when you talk to some investors, they say things like, oh, I got the bug. It's like, I did a flip and now I got the bug. I got the itch. Like, you see that meme of, of Dave Chappelle where he's playing like, he's like a coke addict or whatever. He's like scratching his nose. You got any more of them deals? Sorry? Every time I hear, yeah, it's so true. Every time I hear rent to own, I get like that. Perked up. What? Right? You're talking rent to own? Like, yeah, that excitement. Yeah, absolutely. So, sure. so you have the excitement element, right? So there's a certain kind of like passion, like you're passionate about what you do. I don't have passion for real estate. Like I couldn't care less. I'm functional. Like I'm practical. Like if it works, great. I don't love those countertops. I don't, can't stop thinking about real estate. I could totally shut, like compartmentalize. Like when I'm not working, I'm not working. When I'm having fun, I'm having fun. I don't really marry the two. So that's kind of been my experience. And that made me feel like maybe, maybe I'm not cut out to do this, right? Because I just don't have the passion. They always say like, do what you love and the money will come or, or be passionate about what you do. And if you're not passionate, like I think actually the uh, Steve Jobs, I think he has a quote, something like, if you're not passionate, then you're, you're going to fail or something like that. And I was like, oh God, like I was scared about that. Right. But my, so, so my experience is like, I want to avoid the phone. I want to avoid networking. I don't want to deal with problem solving really. In the moment, it's kind of interesting because you're figuring it out, but I'm just 
trying to get deals done to move to where I want to be in my life. It's not something that I'm passionate about. I heard Kiyosaki actually mentioned a good quote once, which was like, it was something like that. He, he's actually who got me onto this line of thought. He said something like how he doesn't care about real estate. He's like, I don't love it. I'm not in love with it. It's just getting deals done. It's a vehicle that gets me the lifestyle I want. And I totally sympathize with that. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, we've had Laurel Simmons as well on the podcast and mm. she talks a lot about her why and it's not yeah. about the real estate. It's what brings you, what does it bring you? What do you want in your life that that vehicle can help you with? So that's that is definitely very well said. Yeah, that's right. She's, she's onto something there, I think. Yeah. And, you know, but I, I would, I would counter that and say, you know what, I think that's even that, that makes you even a stronger type investor that you're literally looking at the numbers and you're just saying yeah. yes or no. And there's no, there's no emotional attachment. There's no, oh, we can help these people. We can do that. It's yes, no, this is a good deal or it's not a good deal. And yeah, that, that's, it's, I think it's a tool actually. So, that's yeah. a, so how do you use that to your benefit? How do you find those deals? You're, you're finding deals, you're wholesaling, you're, you're looking at projects. You have to do some, we, we see at the events, you're out there. Alex is the guy wearing his name tag upside down. So definitely find that guy. Because why Alex? Why is that? Because I'm a flipper. Actually, that's kind of a segue. I wasn't sure if we were going to touch on that sort of stuff, but my, I have a philosophy about kind of life. So I grew up, I was like a mistake. Like, you know, everybody talks, I don't mean that in like a sad way. I was a mistake. I mean, my parents were too old. They hate each other. They had me 15 years after they had my two brothers. I mean, you can't get any clearer than that. Like they didn't mean to have me, right? but it's okay because that 15 year gap growing up with my brothers allowed me to see where my life was headed if I was thinking the way they were thinking. And it also made me see there's no way, like my brothers are so goddamn smart, nowhere near that, right? Like they're, they're really very sharp guys. So I thought like, I can't compete with that. Like I can't be a better engineer than them. I don't even wanna be an engineer. I don't like math, I don't like science, I don't really care, right? I just wanna have fun, that's what I'm all about. And what that made me learn was you have to find a way to stand out. Like look at what everybody else is doing and just do something a little bit different. Like just do something fun because there, there's, a, there's a saying that like lonely at the top, like the ladder, you climb the ladder and it's lonely at the top. It's not that it's lonely at the top. It's very crowded and competitive at the bottom. And you just want to jump up and scale past. Like don't just find a way to stand out and, and jump the line a little bit. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, look at how many people just having your name upside down ask yeah. you, oh, you got your name upside down. Is that a mistake? Or you know, no. you, you get that's people to you about it. That's correct. That's exactly, you know what? Actually, that's because I do not like approaching people. <laughs> when I go to a network meeting, my philosophy is, I want people to come to me. I'm not going to go talk to people. So that's why whenever you guys have the pitch or whatever, I'm always on that. Like I want people to see my crazy shirt. I want to see that I'm a wild and fun guy. And I want to see that I'm thinking different because it wakes them up, makes them pay attention. And then they come and talk to me. And it's like, I need money for deals. But when you have that modest operandi, that, that method of, of being, the money comes to you, you attract, right? So you want to be in a position where you have to chase things. You want things to be easy and to fall to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, Right Club Nation. We wanted to take a moment to pause the podcast for a second and introduce you to our amazing sponsor, Danielle Chason, founder of Strategic Success Consulting. Danielle has been a longtime supporter and member of the Right Club, and she's also spoken on our stage many times before. Danielle is an expert real estate investor and has successfully completed many rehab projects, burrs, buy and holds, legal secondary suites, and several joint venture partnerships. She has also raised millions in private funds. Absolutely. And she's also a passionate educator 
and she's hosting some upcoming workshops that you will not want to miss. So at her upcoming workshop called Reverse Engineering Real Estate, she's going to dial into the right investment strategy for you based on your current situation, your personal goals, and your resources that you have available. She's going to give you the tools you need to start investing immediately after completing the workshop. To get more information about Danielle and their upcoming workshops, please make sure to visit events.strategicsuccessconsulting.com. Again, that's events.strategicsuccessconsulting.com. You won't be disappointed. Danielle is a wealth of knowledge and loves to share her expertise. Thank you, Danielle, for being an awesome supporter of The Right Club and sponsoring our podcasts. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, and, and obviously knowing you for a while and, and meeting you way back at these events, you are, you're just an authentic, and a lot of people use that in their branding and in their marketing, but yeah. straight up, you're just, yeah, you're just an authentic guy and, and really talking about just your experience, your journey, what you've learned, and obviously the courses that you put on there, you want to share that, and, and kudos to you that like over 10,000 people that you've, you've yeah. affected, impacted, made a change in their life, hopefully that they've had an Yeah, impact. that's actually, and and that's why, again, like I did it the lazy way. Like I think about Sarah, like what you guys are doing with this podcast requires so much time and work. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, I like, <laughs> But I admire it and I, and I love that you're doing because I don't have to do it. So that's nice. But it feels good when you, you like 10,000 people, if they got one idea, even in this podcast right now, they're going to listen to it for a certain amount of time. If they got one idea, that's in their head at their disposal. It's another tool at any time that they can bust out and use to advance their life in the way that they, they want to do. That gives you meaning. It gives you purpose. It's like if I died tomorrow, I mean, I don't want to die tomorrow, but if I died tomorrow, at least I would have helped tens of thousands of people just think a little bit different about maybe one even idea. And that would be worth it. It's Absolutely. I mean, that's the goal of the podcast is to give back and create a community yeah. of people that can help one another, right? That's so important because it's the community aspect. Like what we do, we're, we're, this is a secret society. This is like men in black. Like <laughs> there, there's no, we're not on the grid. And part of that makes some people nervous because they're like, is this a scam? What are you guys about? And that kind of thing. The other part of it is, no, we're actually the heroes that come up at the right time when, when all other options fail and you need a bailout. Basically, we know what we're doing. We'll come in and we'll help you. Right. And that, community having not only is it important to have that as an example for others but the support that you get from the community it builds belief it makes you able to there's an effect so again i i'm going off on another tangent but my background is in cognitive science and philosophy so i always talk about like the mind and i always talk philosophical about it there's a phenomena of pulling everybody up together by having like a strong example so when you're in those environments where people are ahead of you it, it acts as not only a possibility of what you can achieve, but you really see that person doing it and it lifts you up just by being around those other people and having that community builds your belief. It builds your, your goals. It, it makes you achieve more than you can just by being by yourself. It's so, so important that you guys are doing that. Yeah. You have to believe you can do it before you do it. Right. That's like correct. that's the key part. So if you're, if you're surrounded by people that are doing it are continuing to do it, have done it are and still working at it, it's, a lot easier to believe it versus going to maybe that nine to five job or that place that you don't like working in. You're surrounded by people that are just like, oh, I can't wait till Friday, five o'clock. Oh, yeah. it's Sunday. Oh, I got to go to work. Oh, it's Monday. Like, it's funny. You see the social media. Oh, it's Monday. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. We're, guys, we're, yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday morning and we're having so much fun and I'm learning so yeah. much. 
And you know what? It, it is. It's that passion that's driving that you, you share that with people. And it's like you said, they give that little bit of encouragement. So that's right. Yeah, phenomenal. There's nothing, like, there's nothing wrong with Mondays. Your life sucks. You got to change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It was one of the guru. Yeah. One of like the Tony Robbins or your Monday morning should feel the same way as your Saturday or your Friday afternoon. It, they should have, the, should have the same feeling. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't for me because, again, I don't care about real estate, but. <laughs> well, you know, well, well let's, let's talk a little bit about that then. So, okay. you know, what, so there's a people that the differences between why people don't succeed or why they. Or yeah. Who's sorry, who do succeed and then who don't even get started. Obviously, you got started for a reason. You have another why of just the bricks and mortar. What's your what's your, what's your why? why? That's a great question. And. I have actually talked a little bit with Laurel about that because I remember struggling with the why because I, I understood again how important the why is because there's so many cliches, but they're kind of helpful because they're heuristics. So one cliche is with a strong enough why you can figure out anyhow. And that was very troubling to me because I'm like, I don't really have a why. Like I don't I don't want to be wealthy. I don't want to build a business and then go public as an IPO and and sell shares. And I don't want this stuff. I don't want celebrity. I don't want anything. I just want peace of mind. And it's hard to articulate peace of mind as a why. But my personality is just, I'm very content. I, I'm very at peace with myself. And I don't really need a lot to keep me busy. Life is just so full of things to do. You don't really need a ton of money for that. So when I was figuring out my why, basically what I learned was I love my wife. I love the idea of raising kids someday. I love sitting down reading or, or thinking or, or skateboarding, whatever it is. So my why is just that. It's that lifestyle. It's the feeling that you used to get when you were done school and you're in summer, but you don't get because they, that's really cruel. They make you think that this is what you're going to expect someday, but all it gets is worse. You don't even have summers when you get old. No. Like how, how awful is that? Like that feeling that you get when you're just out there alone, left to your own devices, actually experiencing life and enjoying it. You get a couple months of that and then you're back in the system. So that feeling is what I always wanted. That's my why is just maintaining that. It's yeah. uh, hard to articulate. That's, that's awesome. So Alex, just out of curiosity, is this what you do full time? Yes. So uh, I was, I, so here's actually, that's, a, that's another interesting one too is, I remembered uh, when I was listening to a lot of Kiyosaki stuff, he was talking about how, obviously, you know, you got the quadrant and then you got your income expenses statement. So you get liabilities that allow you to have assets to pay you an income to pay for your expenses. And then the leftover goes to more liabilities to get you more assets. And then you spiral out of control and make a whole bunch of wealth. Right. So I thought, and what he suggested was don't quit your job, keep your job, get assets and then leave when it makes sense. And that's a very, very sage advice. It, it makes sense, but that's not how I am. So what I realized when I was bartending was I was looking for these like cash flowing deals all over the damn place and it wasn't making sense. And I kind of wanted to do Toronto. I did a, I did a flip and I thought if I do one flip a year, I can at least pay my bills. And I hate this job. <laughs> like I don't like bartending. It's, it's hard. I mean, it, you can have fun doing it because you have a bit of freedom and I usually just screw around with people anyway, but it, it didn't pay enough and it was so stressful and you, you, didn't, you don't sleep and you're just dirty and, and there's a bit of a culture of, of drinking or going out and all this kind of stuff and it kind of takes away from your overall why or your overall goal. So what I did was I quit thinking, if I just do one flip a year, I can at least pay my bills. And that's, that's fine. Like at the worst case scenario. So I just left. And I, I, I just started doing it full time, figuring it out. And actually what helped too, again, talking about this community was I got a good friend who I, I always give shouts out to. So it's Luke Boren. Obviously, Sarah and Alfonso, you know Luke very well. Yeah. I mean, this guy, 
Man, this guy is just cut from a different cloth, man. I, I've never met a more intelligent, wise, hardworking, sharp guy, man. I, and so he, he kind of was just crunching it, getting it done. And I thought, man, like, what the hell? Like, I got to do what Luke's doing. I'm going to follow this guy. So I, he, he kind of gave me the way of sort of scaling up from one deal a year to doing multiple and give like, not that I was aiming for one deal a year, but he made me sort of see what he was doing. I'm like, yeah, you know what the hell I should be doing that too. So by his kind of lead, I, I thought I'm going to quit the job. I'm going to go all in on this thing. And uh, luckily I've been doing uh, more than one deal a year. So <laughs> it's been, it's been working. That's awesome. So just out of curiosity, cause now people are probably wondering, okay, so now you quit your job, you're doing this full time. How are you finding the deals? How are you financing yeah. the deals? How are you, like, what is, as a summary, what does the business look like? So well, it's really, uh, it, can you find more rent-to-own deals that you want to wholesale? To? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with rent-to-own is if I talk with people who are, are looking to buy and they say that they can't, obviously rent-to-own is another tool in your tool belt there. And I have no interest in doing a rent-to-own. So I, I, I'll throw everything to you, Alfonso. It's just the most of the people that I talk to these days are sellers. Uh, they're not people that are looking to buy. But when I talk with my other friends and they say, there's no way to get into the market or no way to do this or that, or I got horrible credit, then I say, no, there's ways around that. And when that does happen, I, I think of you guys all the time. And obviously there's like Clover Properties and all these other guys that are doing it. So yeah, I th I'll throw them your way when they come up. Sorry, what was your question again? Though? I've, I've already lost my. Are you financing? How are you finding the okay. deals? And I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that you're, you're doing a lot of the finding, talking to sellers, negotiating yeah. with sellers. Using private money, but I don't want to. I don't want to assume. So I just yeah. thought you can help us with the incitement or the insight. Right. So, so the first thing is financing. So don't quit your job if you can stand it, because you can borrow and leverage and tax benefits are really the two main strengths of real estate. There's so many other avenues, but no other asset class can you borrow like you can borrow with real estate. You can get basically free money, like three percent interest loan or whatever, up to ninety five percent of the value of the property that you're buying if you get it CMHC insured. I mean, I think they're still available, at least 90%. And in that case too, you can also borrow from the seller or other private lenders and go 100, 120% of the value, whatever. So that leverage, that ability to borrow because asset is, is known as being a secure, tractable way of, of securing profit, if it makes sense, if you structure the deal right, that you have that avenue. And you also have the tax benefits, tax deference, and all the other good stuff. So. The first thing is if you have a job, you can leverage that by being able to get a bank loan because believe me, I missed that. Like I, I can't get a bank loan yet. I still need another year of uh, NOAs. So what, what I did was I actually have a couple of brokers that uh, through the years, just through networking. And I was asking them about, you know, what kind of money they, they can get me. So they said, well, they've got private lenders, they've got B lenders and all this other kind of stuff. So I realized, you know what, again, there's that saying when the deal is good enough, the money will come. There's so much money out there, it's insane. But most people don't have time and they don't have expertise. Those are the two things I have. So when I have time and expertise, I can find ways to get money. So when I was talking with these brokers, I realized, hey, I can pay a 3% fee and get like a 10% loan any day of the week. It's not that hard to find. That's the main reason why you would want to use a mortgage broker versus just going yeah. to your Google bank. That's precisely right. A mortgage broker. And actually, there's a caveat there because I heard a lesson the other day of, a, of another investor. I was hanging out with him yesterday. He was saying that he had a broker that he had known for a while and he was trying to get more loans because he's doing the buy and hold model in Toronto and he was stuck at the five, six property blockade. And it turns out that CIBC actually apparently doesn't pay broker fees. 
because they have their own in-house brokerage or, or something like that. I mean, yeah, it's surgery, sure. but for whatever reason. So he never heard about how they go beyond that barrier and that you can still get these great rates because his broker didn't bring it to him. So, so you're right. You do want to have good brokers, but that can also work against you because they, they need to be incentivized. Right. And if they had to, like, if they had told him, Hey, I'm not getting a, a fee for, for CIBC, he'd be like, okay, I'll give you 10 grand. I don't care. Right. But they yeah. didn't even tell him that. So he didn't Absolutely. know. No. And you know, it's funny. It's funny. I was working on a deal with my mortgage broker and she's like, so I can bring you here or I can bring you here. Here would be the terms. This one doesn't pay broker fees. So here would be my fee. I'm totally fine with doing that. I mean, ultimately, like I know they have my best interest. So Absolutely. it is important that you work with somebody that has your best interest, that is an yes. investor themselves and works yes. with the majority of investors because the more that you have, the more complicated it actually gets over time. So I'll tell you a mistake I made. When I got started, I thought rather than, and my strategy is generally speaking a good strategy, but I was still formulating it. So I thought, I'm not going to go find a broker. I'm going to talk to a guy who's a real estate investor who can recommend a broker. Right? Makes sense. Right? Yeah. Problem is, I'm new and he works with the best. So the best people, pretty busy, not really incentivized to like hold your hand and kind of teach you how this works. Right? Not all of them. Anyway, Claire Drage is obviously the exception to the rule and she rocks. But when, when you get the best of the best, like that broker actually screwed me. He wasn't paying attention and we lost by a few days. We had like a locked in term that we lost because he wasn't paying attention. I, I should have been paying attention, but I'm like learning still. Right? I don't know. So we lost that. I ended up spending a few hundred dollars more a month because of that for a couple of years. And he was just too busy. Again, I'm losing myself on my point here, but it, what, it is important to have a solid broker. But there's many different kinds of brokers. I like brokers that are inexperienced a little bit and hungry for a deal because they'll negotiate their fee. They also have like other private lenders that are like kind of hungry and desperate like they are. They're willing to take six, 7%, right? So you don't necessarily need to have brokers that are solid getting deals done all the time. It helps because when there is a complication, like sometimes that does happen, right? You'll come to days before closing and then you lose the loan and that could be very, very scary and very problematic for you. So you need an experienced broker to make sure that you can carry the deal to the end. But I'm just saying you, you, there's many different ranges of brokers. You want to just keep networking, keep meeting as many as you can because they'll have different things to offer you. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice, Alex. And you, you have a plethora of experience and obviously like so many you know, wise tips that we can, we could talk all day about the, your experiences and everything that you've done, but we've reached the part of our podcast where we're going to be doing our lightning round. So oh my God. Are you, ready? you ready for the lightning round? You have your umbrella ready? I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> all, right. all right. It's now time for the lightning round. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Sarah Larby. Sarah's goal is to help other Canadians create wealth and retire earlier through real estate investing. Ever wonder how to find, screen, and manage the very best tenants? Go to www.sarahlarby.com to download her free guide. How about where to invest? If so, Sarah is also giving away a free checklist to determine where you will want to buy your next investment property. Check it out on her website. So question number one, Alex, what is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? I guess the best advice I got would probably be, and this is again that cliche term that your, your network is your net worth. When you, when you have a whole bunch of different people with their different ways of thinking, their different strategies, it helps open up doors for you, gives you many different options. They can also help you many different ways. You've got that support, you've got all that kind of stuff, but really, when you're getting started, you don't know really how everything sort of works. It's super important to have a mentor if you can. And obviously a little bit of a plug, Sarah, you're, you're a coach, right? 
Right. And Alfonso, do you coach it yet or? Not yet. Not, not yet, yet, but there's okay. in the works. <laughs> okay. So the value of a mentor is they collapse timeframes, right? Because you, you got to do a lot of things trial by fire and you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but when they're there helping you and they can connect you with other people. So there's been times where I've had a deal and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing. So I just talked to other investors like, oh, I got like eight people who would want that. It's like, oh, really? Okay, well, flip in my contact and then, then there you go. You got a deal done. So I didn't have to actually meet those buyers. I didn't have them ready. I had the deal, but I had a network and they bailed me out and they, they usually do bail me out. Awesome. So I think that's probably it. All right. So question number two, what is your favorite real estate investing resource? Real estate investing resource. So as a tool or, or as a... Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be, yeah, anything, it could be anything. anything you'd like. Anything that helps. That's resource. Well, the, the biggest resource, I guess, is the internet because you, you've got to market and you've got to do research and you've got to stay connected. So kind of now reiterating my point before about networking a little bit, but when you have access to different people through email, when you have access to different markets like Kijiji, you can go and check out all the different markets, see what's for sale. You can post ads online. You can have a website that's working for you 24 hours a day. I think the internet is a tremendous source. Marketing. So I don't know what my answer would be. Is it marketing, I guess? Probably marketing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, similar to that upside down name tag, you want people attracted yeah. to you, right? So yeah. that's just doing it in that digital form, right? That's right. You want people thinking about you and you want people connected to you and you want to do it in a non-evasive, not annoying way, which is very tough for me to do actually being a the younger brother of three, but that it tends to work in my favor, I think. Okay. All right. Great. Question number three, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful? There's actually a lot of research on that. Obviously you've got Napoleon Hill thinking grow rich, but there's also some academic studies about this. I've heard that grit is the one determining factor. Grit is this ability to have, like, you know, the, the phrase like chutzpah, it's like Yiddish. Chutzpah is like balls, basically, right? So when you decide what kind of life you want and you go out there and get that, that enables you to, to fail. And by the way, failure and problems are gifts, my brother, like my, my, my family, again, like I look at what they do and then I do the opposite. They have this, this crazy notion in their head that you need to be right all the time and that you can't make mistakes and uh, mistakes are unavoidable. And if you think that you can't make mistakes, that's going to make you scared. You have to embrace the mistakes because they're opportunities to learn. Failure happens when you stop. It's like Winston Churchill said, when you're in hell, keep going. Like, why would you stop when you're in hell? That's a horrible idea. Like keep failing your way out of there. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously you don't want to go bankrupt, but God, I'm sorry. I feel like I didn't even answer your question again. No, that's, that's cool. You. I so think great. I like that answer. answer. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hello. I like that answer. That's grit. That, that's, that's, it's grit. That's an attribute. You're, you're a gritty guy. That's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and wait, wait, what's, what's balls again? Chutzpah. Uh, Good All spot. right, there you go. So when you Good see spot. Alex at the right club, you be sure to mention that. Yeah, the hoots pop. All right. <laughs> so, okay, so last, last question of the, of the lightning round. Mm -hmm. uh, I know today we're recording this podcast on mm -hmm. a Sunday morning, but yep. on a typical, on a typical Sunday morning, what are you doing? Sleeping in. Sleeping in? I'll sleep in. I roll over, look at my wife, hang out with the dog a little bit, and just go for a walk and take it in and just kind of see where the day, I mean, the weekend is really your, 
your chores. You got to go visit. Like you have your rotation, right? Because everybody's always calling you saying, why didn't you visit me? And it's like, because there's like people I got to see every weekend. So, <laughs> so pretty much you got to go see your people. You got to clean up. You got to grocery shop. You got to bathe, hopefully for the week. Because everybody bathes, right? So you got to do your little, your little chores here or there. But obviously, like at any moment, I'll get an email or a call and I'm on top of it. And I'm fine to do it because even though I'm not passionate about real estate, I'm passionate about creating the life that I want. And real estate, I, I absolutely love. Like, here's what I'll say about real estate. If you're afraid or, and it's totally fine to be, because look, I'm afraid too. I'm afraid every day. There's always risk and there's always unknowns. And that's just perfectly normal. That's okay. If you do desire, if you truly in your heart of hearts do not want to be an employee your whole life, if you don't want to rely on the government or on pension or on any of that stuff, and you really, really, really want to be free, if you can't do it with real estate, give up. Like my advice is to basically just buckle down and grind it out and retire broke. Because if you can't make money in real, like you can definitely lose money in real estate. But again, that's that part of failing and then stopping. You will eventually make it. I'm telling you, if you can't do it with real estate, you won't give it up. Like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's bad advice. Some people are good with stocks and, and internet stuff, but it's just so easy to do. It's complicated, but it's easy. It's very forgivable. Time yeah. will fix it even if you messed up. That's okay. correct. That's correct. As long as you, I mean, get your education, number one, know how to analyze deals, know your numbers. But if you goof or whatever, even if you go bankrupt, like it's okay. Like I used to think, I remember when I first heard about Kiyosaki, I, he was talking about when he was broke, he went bankrupt and he was in his car. And when I first heard that, my mindset at the time was, isn't that feedback from the world that you don't know what you're doing, you should stop doing this? Like you're, you're creating a lot of harm for yourself and your family, right? But I didn't think like he was thinking at the time when he was bankrupt, he didn't really care. I mean, obviously it was stressful, but he knew that he could build. He was great at raising capital. He's great at innovating businesses. That's the thing. It's not the money side. It's the mindset side. So mindset I is 90%, they say, right? Of your yeah, success. 100%. Well, 90%. Yes. <laughs> <What are we laughs> cool, Alex. I mean, we can keep talking and talking and you're really yes. quite entertaining. And I, I, I really enjoyed this podcast, but where can listeners find you if they wanted to reach out and know more? You know what? I do want to say something on that very quickly. We, the three of us here in this podcast and many and many investors really are so open and willing to help you because somebody did it for them. And it's a human thing, again, to want to have a purpose, meaning to share, to, to help people grow, watch them succeed. Don't believe the, the, the stories about greedy, wealthy people. That's just from the Cain and Abel, jealous people who couldn't figure out their life and don't let them, because they're failures, they don't want you to succeed. They want to tell you everything's bad. It's not. But look, you got to bring value to people. Don't shoot me an email and say, hey, let's get a coffee. Because I don't, I don't, like, talk to me, but bring me value. You can bring me a deal. You can ask me a question about a deal. Don't just have no plan. Like, connect with investors. We're busy. And we want to help, but you need to give me like motivation. Like, I, like so many people will come and go in this business. I run into people all the time. They're like, yeah, let's get a coffee. Never see them again. Never hear from them again. So I'm not going to waste my time on you. Like if I'm going to invest my time, I want to know that you're going to grow because I don't want to just do it and, and then you disappear. So if you, if you want to reach out to me, you can come to our meetup. It's uh, Luke Boren's uh, meetup, TRIA, Toronto Real Estate Investment Association. Do more deals or let's chat about real estate or like every other, there's like a million <laughs> different titles. Our meetup is a great way to meet me. Just add me on Facebook or yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try and connect with you if you just reach out to me and let me know that you listen to the podcast and you want to talk. That's, that's totally fine. Yeah. And you come out to the right club as well. So yes, I'm at the right club. Yeah. So, so investors. If, that's right. If you, if you got your loyal listeners who are at the right club, I'll be there. Just look for 
the, the loud guy with messy hair, crazy shirt and upside down name tag. And uh, we'll chat. Be happy to. There you go. And check out Alex's Udemy courses. I was quite impressed taking a look through them and great job on those as well. Thank you very much. So Alex, any last words of advice or anything else that you would like to let the listeners know about? Yes. I want to, again, do it justice. So I'll try and stay on topic for the listeners here. But there's this illusion that we have that there's a cold, hard reality out there that all we have to do is find, let's say, the right the right thing to do. Like there's one true investment. Like people always ask like, what's the best investment? Look, if there was an answer, there would be a best-selling book that's one page long. There's so many strategies. There's so much information. There's so many different opinions and you're gonna hear contradictions left and right. So first of all, you need to number one, get your house in order. You need to work on yourself as a person. You need to be the kind of person people want to be around and you need to bring value to people. I strongly, strongly recommend two books to to help you with that. One is Personality Plus by Florence Latour. The other one is The Five Love Languages. I forget the the writer there. But those two books, along with like How to Win Friends and Influence People, will help you get yourself right. When you get yourself right, you engage with other people and you get better at selecting the right people because you really like, you, you have to wear so many hats in this business. You have to be able to know the difference between people who are full of shit and the people that are the best at what they do and want to help you for free or, or if you can make them a profit. So get yourself in order, get yourself right. It will help you identify other people and you must take control of your investment destiny. You can't just listen to the podcast and then think, oh, Russell Westcott, I like that guy. I'm going to do what he's doing. It's like, yeah, he's, he's great at what he does and he's figured it out, but that's his journey. That's his story and that's his philosophy and that all works for him it might not work for you and that's okay maybe i'm like, like again i'm i'm kind of easygoing not the most polished guy but i'm getting it done because i guess i'm charming i'm not really sure but <laughs> if you like the way i do it then yeah maybe listen to me but you still got to figure out what your strategy is going to be what makes sense for you what's true for you you got to take ownership of that you can't just try and live off of maxims that are working for other people if there's one true thing and they got it right and i'm gonna do it that like you gotta take it on yourself and take control of that that's fantastic advice alex and you know what on that note thank you so much for your time today alex we had a really great time and we'll see you at the next event absolutely we'll catch you then thank you guys thank you all right wasn't that fun Oh my God, what an interesting, interesting guy, man. Alex, what a wealth of knowledge. I've known him for a while. I've heard part of his story, but yeah, getting to in-depth. And that's why I love these podcasts. We get to learn so much more about these individuals and what they've done and what they're aspiring to do and how they're helping others. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, It's funny. I feel like we don't have enough time. Like we can spend hours and hours and still uncover so much. I mean, he's got a great strategy with wholesaling and, and flipping and there's so much more. Like we're going to have to have him back on the show at some point. Absolutely. I think that's becoming a theme. A lot, of the, <laughs> a lot of the people that we're talking about, there's so much more to uncover. So we might have to do some longer forms. So let us know if that's what you guys are interested in. More questions. Send in your questions as well too that you want to hear from different people. Definitely check out those show notes. But a few notes that I made during our conversation with Alex is he talked about grit. Right. And how, what do you, what do you call that? Hootsva? Hootsva, right. Is, you know, that, that grit and, you know, that determination, that perseverance of, you know, all, you know, whatever you want to call it, but all that stuff that gets you past when there's that struggle and that adversity 
that's what's getting you going. And it's not necessarily the real estate that, oh my God, I'm going to hug my house. No, it's what it's able to do, right? It's and that's absolutely mindset is 90% of your success and 10% is everything else. So if you've got the right, right mindset and you've got the right grit determination, you are going to be successful in time. And it's a slow game, but it's definitely a well worth game. And one of the things that he was mentioning is on the weekends, he relaxes and he just likes to stay home and enjoy. And he does this full time. He does his real estate thing Monday to Friday. And then on the weekends, he's, he's able to hang out with his wife, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. And that's what it, whatever that why is, whether it's a, you know, hanging out with your significant other, whether it's going out trying or traveling or, or meeting new people like that's, that. It's different for everybody, but the similar trait is that we all have that drive. We all have that something that drives us and pushes us and we all encourage each other. And uh, that's a really cool thing. And, and it's really interesting. And I know you had just mentioned it to me recently about the, the Udemy classes and, you know, he's been so successful and, and the amount of people that he's been able to impact and help. And like you said, just give that one little piece of knowledge that might change everything. It's that piece that you're missing or that could add on to what you're already doing. So that's the whole goal and why he aligns so well with us and with the right club and the type of people that are at our events. He's been on, on our lightning round. And maybe if you've been out to one of our events, you've met him, but if you haven't definitely reach out to Alex, he's got a whole lot more information, but Absolutely. yeah. We re- yeah. One of the things, this is kind of off topic, but I'd actually like to hear from the Right Club Nation because we've got a lot of really smart people out there listening and big proponents, delegation and hiring people to help you instead of doing everything yourself. So like, here's an example, like you can hire a cleaning person to clean your house. You can hire a virtual assistant to edit your podcast and it has an example. Thank you, Jim. I recently hired a chef to do all my grocery shopping and and cooking my meals for the week. I'd like to hear from you guys. What other ideas do you have and and who are you delegating certain tasks to and what are those tasks? Because share the knowledge with one another. That's right. What are you doing to free up that time to do what you want to do? Right? So yeah, I know you always talk about your chef and what a great idea and and Love that's amazing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm a great eater, but not so much of a cook, but that's a fantastic idea. And, and you've really helped you know, not only me, but so many other people kind of see that there is that other way that you can do things in a, in a more efficient way to do and, and freeze up the time for what you do like doing or doing more business, whatever that thing is. But uh, yeah, get at us, reach out, let us know what those things are you doing that you found helpful or, or some best practices that you've implemented in, in, in your career, in your job, in your personal life, whatever that, that thing is. So um, yeah, definitely rate the podcast. We want to hear what you're thinking about it. I know we keep saying it, but we, it really helps us. We look at those reviews, we're reading them, we're following up, we're trying to improve ourselves every time as well. And we really want you to enjoy this. So we really yeah. hope you like this podcast. Any last words, Sarah, before we, uh, we close out? If somebody wanted to reach out to us, Sarah at therightclub.com or Alfonso at therightclub.com as well. And Alfonso, what's your JAG website exactly? Your, your own business. What is that? JAGproperties.com. So that's J-A-A-G properties.com. Okay. And so if anyone's interested in learning more about what Alfonso does, check him out. It's a lot of rent to own your wealth of information when it comes to that. 
And my website is sarahlarby.com. So you're welcome to check that out as well. I do have another podcast called The Where Should I Invest? And thanks very much, guys. And, you know, thank you, Alfonso, for being such an awesome co-host. Well, no, and thank you too, Sarah. Like I said, if you haven't heard Sarah's Where Should I Invest podcast, definitely listen to that. That's really uh, good information on there as well, too. So, yeah, but I guess we'll see you next time. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.